Welcome back, everybody, to the Business Resource Zone. Be sure to subscribe and follow as you won't want to miss a plethora of resources coming up here shortly. Till next time, I'll see you in the zone. Welcome back, everybody, to the Business Resource Zone, your source of content to help you start, grow, and sell your business. My name is John Vitale. I'll be your host. Today's topic is reverse 1031 exchanges. With me today is Greg Showy again, uh, longtime realtor in the business since 2003. Uh, subject matter on everything 1031 exchanges. Welcome, Greg. Hi, John. Welcome Thanks back, man. Me. We just talked about the 1031s. We did. We did. Um, so now we're back again to talk about the reverse exchanges. Uh, tell the audience again, maybe they didn't see the first video, a little bit about yourself. Sure. I've uh, been licensed real estate agent since 2003. Primarily focused on the commercial investment side. I've also been on the farm side as well. Brokerage is the main business for me, but I also handle some leasing, um, buyer representation, but mainly commercial and investment type stuff. Okay. All right. Well, let's start with some basics. What exactly is a reverse 1031 exchange? Great question. I get that question a lot because a lot of times... A scenario comes up where, um, if you remember correctly, if you're not aware, a, a, a 1031 exchange has had the ability for a client to sell a piece of property that they own and defer up to 100% of their capital gain tax into a property um, held for investment. What the neat variation about a reverse 1031 exchange is it actually allows that same client to go out and purchase the replacement property first. Interesting. Yeah, so especially like, for example, think about it like today's market right kind of a there's really a lot of not a lot of inventory what we find is clients will say as real estate professionals they'll they'll give us their criteria and they'll tell us to go out and find something for them while well, our job is to go find it and when we do we make the phone call and say hey, mr and mrs client guess what we found we found the property that you want so a lot of times the objection is well i'm not ready to, to buy it yet i'm not in a position to buy it because i still have these assets sitting over here so this variation called the reverse exchange actually can come into play and it gives that taxpayer, that, that owner, the ability to go out and purchase that replacement property first. And then the same exchange equation comes into play where they have 45 days to identify their relinquished property, the property that they own, and 180 days to sell that property that they own and everything reverts back into the replacement property and they go on about their business. So it's a neat option, it really is. I, I really get excited talking to clients about it. Um, it's something that really everybody should consider if the scenario comes up where if you want to go buy something, but you're not really ready yet, but it comes available, take advantage of it and then figure out the, everything else later. So it's, it's a neat thing. Interesting. You know, when we talked about the 1031s, you had mentioned the reverse and I hadn't really heard about that before. So yeah, I'm glad we, uh, we had the discussion. You had mentioned you got a couple that you're working with right now. Give us some examples of how you're seeing this work with some success stories. Sure. Absolutely. So right now, perfect example, we're working with a client who is selling some property in Illinois, okay. and they're in the process of purchasing a condo vacation home down in Florida. So the condo is gonna be ready before the contract on their land is gonna close. And due to timing, they have to close on the property in, 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 in Florida first, Got it. because of the timing here in Illinois. So what we did was, we worked through the scenario, we were able to set up the reverse exchange for the client. They're gonna close on that property in Florida probably the next week or so. And they're gonna actually have that property sitting there ready for them. And they're gonna go close on the property in Illinois in the next two to probably about two months. And then once that's done, everything's gonna revert back through the qualified intermediary 
and everything's going to transfer back through and it's going to be done. So they're able to capitalize because they found the unit. They're going to buy a, a, a condo or a vacation home in Florida for about a million. And they're actually selling a piece of property in Illinois for about, uh, about 800000 So it fits all the boxes. It checks all the boxes for a reverse. Their advisor and their CPA wasn't really familiar with the process. So they engaged us uh, from our, one of our referral sources. We put the deal together and everybody's going to be happy about it. So saving a lot of taxes, a lot in taxes. That's a win-win-win. Yeah. Well, what would be some examples where maybe this is not a good fit using a reverse 1031? The biggest one, what we do try to tell our clients is the reverse exchange is a little more costly. There's a lot more work to it. Okay. So there's a lot of more hard costs to it. Um, what we try to work through is that we can find out to where they can, if they were able to delay the closing on the property and actually close on the replacement property after they close on the relinquished property, then it's a regular 1031. If that's not the case, then we have to set up the reverse exchange process. Um, a lot of times, it, sometimes it doesn't make sense for a client to do that. Maybe their capital gain tax, by the time everything's put together and they figure that, you know, if I'm going to spend, you know, a few thousand, tens of thousands of dollars on a reverse exchange, maybe their capital gain isn't that much. So it may not make as much sense for them. So we see that a lot too. Once we analyze and we do the cap capital gain calculation. So that's probably the biggest one. But in, in, in I guess where it doesn't make sense is, is if you're not really comfortable with kind of the process, because it does get pretty intense to try to do all this within the 180 days, which is the timeline that the IRS requires you to do it in. Yeah, it's so pretty tight. It's pretty okay. tight. There, is there any uh, other information about a reverse 1031 that clients might need to know about? There are a, different, a couple different ways that the reverse can be structured. Um, so just know that, whether it's parking the replacement property first or park is parking the relinquished property first. So there's some other variations to the 1031. Okay. Um, you know, but be more than happy to talk through that with somebody. If they want to do that, they can contact me directly, kind of give them the, 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 the nuts and bolts of the variations. But um, there are some, a couple of different variations to this reverse exchange concept. Fair enough. Yeah. Obviously, clients are going to have questions. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, Best number is 314-369-8766. That's a cell phone, call or text, and um, look forward to helping you. Fantastic. Thanks for showing up today, Greg, and you know, providing your expertise. People really appreciate it. Be sure to follow, click, subscribe. You won't want to miss additional episodes with Greg and I and, and other subject matter experts. Until next time, I'll see you in the zone. Take care.